Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Oh, welcome everybody. It feels like every podcast has to start with, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, hey. podcast 43. I don't know why, but uh, it's just, that's happening. Okay, Pastor, the guy, big news. Wow. Big news. Let me get close to the mic this one and whisper. Let's hear it. I think you're going to like this big news. So... For uh, my Valentine's date with with my wife, we did something that I've never done before. But you have been telling me that I should do this for like years. Hmm. I want to. I want to take a real guess at this. Okay. I have been telling you you should do this for years. Yeah. A, re- a certain restaurant. Probably like two years. A certain go to a certain restaurant. Nope. No. I've got no idea. <clears throat> We did a follow along Bob Ross painting. And uh, I had a lot of fun. It was was a good time. Where'd you get your paints at? Uh, Dana paints. And so she had uh, almost all of the paints. We had to make one of them by mixing two of her colors together. Yeah. Uh, But she, I mean, she has this, this whole. Actually, we have a whole section in one of our rooms dedicated to her art supplies. So, what room did you paint in that room? No, we paint. We put it up on our, our TV, our, our yeah. very smart TV that has YouTube, and so we just found one that we liked and, yeah. and painted it. And so you have to just he do a step and you pause it. Yeah, we pause it and follow along. It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. Yeah. And I decided that I need to to if I ever want to do one of those again, I need to get one of his those little paint knives. Yep. That he had. They sell little cheap. Very, very cheap plastic ones at Michael's. Okay. Now his are, I think he uses like a metal one. Yeah. And it's nicer and probably works better. But I got a plastic one and it worked fine. Yeah. When I did my my Bob Ross paintings. Because my, everything, I actually was pretty impressed. It's like, this actually doesn't look too bad. This is probably the best painting I've ever painted. Nice. Except for my mountains look rounded. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause, well, what did you use if you didn't uh, have a, a knife? I used a really like fine tip paintbrush, okay. and kind of like would trace the line and then take a bigger one in and pull it in. So yeah, there wasn't um, that. It wasn't that hard that, edge, that crisp that edge, crisp mountainous edge that you desire. Yeah, when you're putting up your mountains. But uh, it was it was pretty good. Although I will say, I'm excited. I, I'm proud of you. I don't know if my appreciation for Bob Ross went to the state where I would say, oh, I just love Bob Ross. What? It's I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I, I never have said that I don't like Bob Ross. I thoroughly enjoyed watching him. What did your painting look like? Um, It didn't look like his. <laughs> what did you paint? Uh, what uh, was it? it was, I can't remember. It was season 10. I remember that. <laughs> it's got like 33 seasons. <laughs> right. so. I, oh, I remember season. I remember season 10. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting they're all kind of the same, they are all kind of the same. It was like mountains with like a lake in front of it, some trees, some trees, yeah, happy little trees, some bushes, and yeah, some bushes down there, some some evergreens and some leafy trees. Nice, um, sounds like the one I painted. And uh, Dana, (laughs) Dana kind of got 
upset with her lake. Her lake didn't look the way she wanted it to, so she just painted trees all over her lake and was like, my lake is just gone now. You know what part of the painting process that stressed me out the most? What part? So you're supposed to put, um, is it like white gesso? Yeah. A layer of white gesso on the canvas. On the whole canvas. And get it wet. Yes. And what stressed me out was how thick do I lay this on? <laughs> and I, and I will say this, not thick. Yes. If you really put on a thick layer of white gesso, it will not his his paint it won't work. It won't it won't work and I wish he's he's would tell you that. Yeah. Very thin layer of of it's a mixture of white and cl- and clear or uh, 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 something like like white lightning or white something. Yeah, a white Th- color, and then but you you thin that with yeah uh, with the, uh, the thinning whatever the thinning stuff that he uses. I can't like, remember. It's what like it's a called. clear paint that doesn't show up. Anyway, it thins it a little bit. But anyway, that's that was a stressful part for me. Yeah, and, would, and we did the painting with um, Evan and Kendra. Yeah, and and Kendra made the big mistake. She put on way too much of the of the clear coat. It's called a clear coat, I think. Yeah, and and she put on way too much, and oh. uh, so as she painted, it just was so thick. It just was hard to do. Yeah. To, to get it going. I'm sure that was frustrating for her because Kendra is actually so an amazing artist. Like I've seen some of no. the stuff that she does. This is what made this night so much fun, Pastor Aaron. Yeah, she is. A very good artist. Yeah. She's always better than everybody else. Yeah. But that night in my basement with the four of us painting, she wasn't the best. She wasn't the best. And Pastor Evan was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) He was so excited that his painting turned out better than hers. Oh, that's amazing. And she was expressing so much frustration. I'm not used to painting with these uh, uh, is it acrylic acrylic yeah, acrylic paints. I'm not used to painting with these acrylic paints. And you know what? It's true. It's it's a oh, it's, odd it's paint. very different. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it, it was a lot of fun. We we had some fun and uh I painted a bunch of happy little trees. Yeah, and, you did. Uh, happy accidents. Some some mountains and So there's no accidents. <laughs> Your mountains just they're they're around mountains. Yeah, they're they're just basically really big hills. Yeah, and it's just uh, happy accidents. It, they kind of looked like you ever been into the UP? You ever been to like the Porcupine Mountains? Never. Uh, but go on, <laughs> explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, up there, I've been up there yeah. uh, three or four times. Oh wow! And uh, there, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. But the mountains, they're actually not quite high enough above sea level to be classified as actual mountains. Mm-hmm. So they're just very big hills. But it's beautiful, Huge. rolling hill country, massive. I think one of the, the peaks there is literally just like a few feet away from sea level from being a mountain. Like, they're, oh, really? they're, they're huge. I wonder what it is, that, how high it has to be to be considered a mountain. I can't remember. It's pretty high. Is it, is it got to be kind of above the tree line to be considered a mountain, or does it not have anything to do with that? I, I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. I don't know either. But, uh, but the, the mountains or the big hills up there, they're very rolling. But they're they're big. I mean, they they stick out of the. You can see them. It looks you know like a mountainscape, but they just don't come to that hard peak. Yeah. So that, that's that's what I that's what I painted. Nice. That's. I mean, that's a, yeah. You painted the porcupine mountains. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> now, I uh, I'll tell you what. I I am kind of itching to do another Bob Ross painting. I am. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, I got to go out and get all, all <laughs> new paints because I think mine are all pretty much dried out yeah. by now. And it's kind of expensive. Yeah. Like if, if you go out and buy a tube of yellow. Right. Oh, yeah. Ten, it's like $10 for a tube of yellow. I was, I was like, looking Whoa. at, like I said, my wife has, and she mostly actually, Dana mostly actually paints watercolor. So she has tons of different watercolor painting stuff, so supplies, paints, brushes. That's the beauty of watercolor. You just put a little water in, and it comes back. The the paint comes back to life. Right, and uh, and so then she does have some acrylic stuff though, and I was really glad that she did because I was looking at the price tags and all of the bottles that we were using, and I was like, wow, I'm really glad we didn't have to go buy this just oh, yeah. for right now. And oh yeah, I, and the canvases can be expensive too, especially if you buy kind of a decent sized canvas. Like yeah, for two by like a two by two foot or a two by three foot canvas. Yep. And then you got to use a lot of paint because it's a big canvas. <laughs> it's a to big cover. canvas. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You're gonna, it can be an expensive hobby. Yeah, but the joy. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna be a hobby, but it was no, fun. To I do agree. It. I agree. But it's the joy of painting, which is what his television show is called. Yes, the joy of painting with Bob Ross. Wow, and uh, it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with me. Oh today. yeah, I figured you'd appreciate that today. I did appreciate that. <laughs> I did appreciate that. And I got some other something other to to say. I'm excited about this. Okay, what do you got? We uh, were challenged as a staff from Pastor Tim. We had a challenge given to us this week from Pastor Tim. That's right. We did. Do you remember what the challenge was? Invite somebody to church. Yes. I invited somebody to church today through text messaging. Text messaging. I invited two people. Nice. They said, yes, they're coming. Praise the Lord. I say, we'll see you at first service. Let's go. Yeah. Come um, on. Maybe uh, maybe we'll challenge our audience. Mm. That's, I love it. Invite somebody to church. Invite somebody to church. It's easy to invite somebody to church. It really is. It takes no effort almost. Send somebody a text. It took me 25 seconds to send a text <laughs> message, and then they said yes. Yeah. And it took three seconds to say awesome <laughs> with, with an exclamation point. Yeah. You walk, you walk into the gas station, you see somebody, you got a little church invite card in your pocket, just whip it out, yeah. hand it to them. You're buying some food from somebody. Yeah. You got a neighbor. I'm planning on inviting my neighbor to church. Share uh, Pastor Tim's story of inviting the. Uh, <laughs> so he was pa- getting some subs. He was getting some grinders. Yeah, from and, Mancino's, uh, and he shared this in our. Uh, we have a Thursday prayer meeting here at Cornerstone, and he shared. He invited the the girl who was helping him, gave her a a, a Cornerstone invite card, and she just laughed, <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> really? I don't know what's so funny about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> she just was like, that was the funniest thing in the world to be invited to church. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard that response before. <laughs> the other vibe. <laughs> laughter, that's an interesting response. We couldn't quite figure out why there's so much laughter, but she laughed and laughed and she laughed. laughed and, and laughed and laughed. And Pastor Tib was like, I didn't really know... <laughs> How to respond or what, <laughs> yeah, it meant, or what to do? What to do with it? <laughs> so I just kind of like said, "Okay, yeah, there you go." Oh, that's funny. Ten, you got a great topic today, Pastor Aaron. Great topic. It's yeah. it's Valentine's week. Yeah, Valentine's Day was Tuesday. Is, you guys uh, still in love? You and your wife? Yeah. Did you have a good? <laughs> I always use the podcast to do a little relationship thermometer test on you. Yeah, and uh, you always say you're in love, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing great, <laughs> great. Um, 
And you had a great Valentine's Day? Yeah, we did have a great Valentine's Day. You guys made a meal together. You did a Bob Ross painting together. That's right. That's wonderful. It was awesome. My mother-in-law was in town. She offered to watch the kids. Oh, praise the Lord. Jen and I went out to eat. Then we went and got ice cream. Mm, That sounds great. Oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Mm. And uh, (laughs) This is really funny. Yesterday... At, at Ignited, it was the day after Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. And I had a little Valentine's Day story in my message. And so I, I asked everybody, did you have a good Valentine's Day? And I would see at least half of them said no. I could see that. And I was like, oh, that was not the... Re- I was just like, I did, you guys, did you guys have a good Valentine's Day? And I was no. I, I remember like, when I'm, I was in middle school and high school, Valentine's Day was so... <laughs> tragic for most people. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that was not the response I was expecting. Yeah. So many guys and girls have, have, have valent- <laughs> the date is, is full of heartbreak, yeah. stress. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I can, I can see, I can see why I yeah. wasn't, I knew there was going to be some people. I was just surprised that it was more than half of them. Yeah. But I know I can see that though. I really can. I really can. So what we yeah. want to do in this podcast today is Talk about dating. What do we want to call this podcast? I'm going to call this podcast. I don't know. I don't know either. We're just going to talk. Let's just ab- talk about it, and we'll come up with a title as we go. Somewhere, like it. We'll find it somewhere in there. <laughs> we'll find it as we go. We'll find it as we go. It's about the journey. But I got some notes here on, <clears throat> that I've put together. Yeah. And I, I think it'd be great. I think that we have an audience who is really itching to know whether you're you're dating somebody, you're single, you're looking to date somebody, or even, Pastor Luke, if you're married, when you're married, you, you should keep dating. You should keep going out, having fun, doing things with your spouse that you love to do together. So this is great for everybody. And I would say that the notes that I have in front of me really would be for somebody who is single. Yeah. Looking, looking to date. Yeah. But I also think in here... There's, there might be something in here for those of us who are engaged or married. Yeah. Well, and I think I think probably the majority of our audience is, is not engaged or married. You don't think I, so? I would guess. I have absolutely no idea. I really don't have any clue either. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you educated guess. Yeah, it's an educated guess. Based upon guess. no education. <laughs> that <laughs> most of our audience is single. <laughs> We're tired of this really is that funny. I think we might just be tired. Oh, that was funny. Okay. Good. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let, what, what do we got? We got to move off. I'm just going <laughs> to just gonna keep on laughing. <laughs> so we all think when we're, when we're starting to date in high school that we know how to date, that we know the opposite sex. Yeah, that's a lie. But yeah, the, the reality and the truth is, is we've got no idea yeah. about the opposite sex or about dating. And because of that, we really struggle. We make tons of mistakes. So let's just go into uh, how to fix some of those mistakes. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I got got a bunch here. Let's just go through them. Um, Here we go. First thing that we need to realize, help you out here, is you don't need a girlfriend or a boyfriend to feel fulfilled. Mm, Yeah, it's really good. You don't need it. Yeah, and... 
if for some of our, our longtime listeners, if you remember uh, maybe a year ago or so, we had uh, your wife and my wife on the podcast, mm-hmm. and they actually talked at length about that, how if you're looking for somebody to fulfill you, then you're probably looking the wrong way. Yeah, I, I think I can't remember if it was if it was Dana or Jen, but one of them said something that like you're not half of a person. Oh, they, I think it was Dana. It, it might have been Dana. She's, you're, you're not looking for the other half to complete you. Like mm-hmm. you're a whole person. Yeah, and you don't need somebody else to fulfill you. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, it was great, and it still is great. I wrote this down. There is not a girlfriend size hole in your heart. <laughs> That Man, good? that's so true. Is that good? That's good. There isn't. There, there isn't. Um, why does it feel like sometimes there is? Like you just kind of like feel lonely, and you're like, I think I oh. need. I think I want a girlfriend. Yeah. So I, I got but, a story. I was, I think I was 16. I was almost 16 or 16 around there. I remember all of a sudden, all of my friends, my close friends, they all started dating. Oh yeah. And, 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 and I was single. The pressure. And I was like, oh, my. And then they were all, oh, they were so happy, and they were going on dates. And, you know, it was the summertime, and they Ooh, had these girlfriends. And I was like, oh, I, I should get so a girlfriend. Fast. And then I was, and then I remember, like, expressing that to somebody, and they're like, that's a, that's a bad reason to want a girlfriend. That's a terrible reason to want Because a everybody else has one, and you want one. Yeah. You know, and then a few months later, like half of them all broke up and we're like, oh, my heart. I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's all right. But <laughs> Here we go. Another thing here for you. A girlfriend will not make you more of a man or more of a woman. Mm-hmm. Ooh la la. A boyfriend will not make you more of a woman. If a boy is dating, he's still a boy. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, mm. it's not all, of, it's not like all of a sudden when you start dating, a maturity switch gets flipped on. Nope. It doesn't work like that. Absolutely not. Um, we're, you know, it's okay if we're a little goofy and a little immature. And you yeah. carry that in. You carry that in your life. Yeah. You know, Jen frequently, every single day of our life together, has looked at me and just went like, what are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I, I, re- my kids look at me like that too. Oh, yeah. dad. You oh, know, I remember. So, uh, my, my grandma used to say this to my grandpa all the time. She's like, I don't think you ever grew up. And uh, he was in his 60s and he was, you know, pulling pranks and cracking ridiculous jokes. Uh huh. You know, yeah. It, he just never, it's, I was just in him all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I think about girls like, like, they just they want a boyfriend, you know. They want somebody to to put their arm around and and you know hold as they walk around. It makes them feel more like a girl, just taken care of. But you know the reality is is that just because you get a boyfriend doesn't make you more of a girl. Yeah, doesn't make you more girly. Right. It, it, it's not true. It's it's like uh, it's a myth. It, it is. It's a myth, and we're busting myths. That's right. Ooh, date date myth date busting date myth busting. Is that what it's called? We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the title. We're, yeah. we're, we're digging. We're, we're, we're digging. We're, we're searching. We're on the journey. Here you go. Here's another one. Uh, you don't need a girlfriend or a boyfriend to be happy. Yeah. Happy. So true friendship is not based upon happiness. Yeah. It's more than It's way more than it's that. It's way more than that. <laughs> and, and the book of Proverbs has tons to say about friendship. 
if, if you want to learn how to be a great friend, I'll tell you, go read the book of Proverbs. And there's a verse in there that, man, I mean, if, if this doesn't speak to what you just said, that... Give me this verse. That the, the kisses of an enemy Ooh. multiply wounds, but the wounds of a friend... Uh, how does it end? But the wounds of a, of a friend bring... Bring correction, correction or, bring, or guidance or something like something that. Something like that. I can't get remember. you on the right road. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember exactly off the top of my well, head. A but, true friend, right? Yeah, corrects you. Right, exactly. Help uh, helps you helps you sometimes. H- helps you get back on the right path. Says, hey, this what you're doing isn't good. Yeah, this girl you're dating, this guy you're dating isn't good. Yeah, yeah. Get get get, get back. You got to break up with that. Get get back on the right path. But like you think, okay, I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm going to get a boyfriend. And they're just going to be like, you're the best. You're the greatest. You're awesome. Oh, my gosh. The very air you breathe is like so amazing. I just want to – even your farts smell good. (laughs) 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 And like they just think like they'll never be able to do anything like – I, you know, they can't do anything they, wrong. They just can't do anything wrong. But then all of a sudden, like, because the relationship could be based purely upon, like, just make me happy. Just make me happy. But then, right. like, there's going to be a time when, like, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Or somebody's going to make a mistake. Yep. And the other person's going to go, I didn't like that. Uh. I don't think you should do. I don't think you should talk like that. Yeah. I don't think you should respond like that. And all of a sudden, you realize this person's no longer making you happy. So then what are you going to do? Kick them to the side of the curb. Get yeah. rid of them. Right? <laughs> I don't think yeah. we should date anymore. Yeah. And all of a sudden, how strange is that kind of relationship? It, well, it's so shallow. Why is dating? It's such a strange relationship. Like, my friendships <laughs> are are more meaningful <laughs> and have way more solid foundation than these dating relationships do. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Because I would never, if one of my friends does something that I'm like, oh, man, uh, that kind of hurt when you said that. Or like, yeah. We, I'll, I'll be honest, some of those me and my friends get into fights. Yeah. We disagree about stuff. Yeah. They're still my great friends. I'm not like, see, I'm going to go find a new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because you're like, uh, I don't think I can find another friend. So I'm, gonna <laughs> stick- <laughs> I'm just going to like fix this one and keep it going. I don't, don't uh, it's too hard to find another friend. But with dating, we're like, you made me mad. I'm I'm done with you. I'm done. And so you just like because you were in it only to be happy. That was it. Mm, yeah. Right. That's right. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, ooh, you need to treat the opposite sex like your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Mm. This is this is a great one, and this is something that I'm really glad I actually got this. I got part of this advice. Well, I got that advice. I didn't understand it fully when it was given to me. Yeah, people are like, my sister. Ew, I would never kiss my sister. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, duh. <laughs> um, but it, I think if you are, if you're dating somebody or not dating somebody, especially, and, and this is, I mean, obviously I'm a guy, so this is kind of coming from a guy's perspective. But if, if you're dating somebody or even just hanging out with friends, and you're a guy and, and you're dating a girl, you're hanging around girls, treat them with respect. Treat them like you would want somebody to treat your sister. Yeah, don't flirt with every girl you meet and mac on them. Yeah. You know, and same with girls. Girls, don't lead every guy on. 
Yeah. Don't get, don't flap your eyelashes like I'm a da- I'm a damsel in distress. <laughs> I wish you'd just kiss me and save me to every boy you meet. Right. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't you don't treat your brothers and sisters like that. Yeah. And even <laughs> even if you were if, if you're dating somebody, think about it, man. It would I would I want some dude who is dating my sister to treat my sister like I'm treating this girl that I'm dating? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good question. That is a good question. This is a little I like this. There was a there was a guy who went to pick up a a girl for a date. Yeah. Went to the house and and the, the father was there. Yeah. And the father starts asking questions. What are you doing? Where are you going? Yeah. When are you gonna bring her home? Okay. And then the daughter kind of away from the room a little bit, and the father goes up to the boy and says, How you touch her tonight is how I'm gonna touch you. Have a good night. <laughs> Think about that. Wow. Yeah. So probably just, <laughs> probably just gave her a little side hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Fist bump. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> but the uh, truth, the truth and reality is, is that that boy going on a date with that girl for the very first time is in no position and in no place to begin to. Make the moves. Yeah. He hasn't earned that yet. Yeah, absolutely. And the father's right in saying that. Yeah. And scaring him like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I was, okay, I got one more quick thing to add. And I, I shared this, I've shared this before. I don't know if on the podcast, though. Um, but when uh, I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe 20, 21 ish, um, I actually took one of my sisters out on a date. Mm. Um, I had won a $50 BlackRock gift card, and I didn't know who to take out to BlackRock. And uh, so I ended up, I took my sister out on a date. Mm-hmm. And I, I tr- obviously, I didn't, like, flirt with her because she's my sister. But, man, I treated her. What, let's not call it a date. Let's just call it a, a brother, hang, brother-sister hangout. Yeah, that, that worked. We, we kind of dressed up, and, and, and I... I Man, I really tried to treat her with just a lot of respect that night. And mm-hmm. then we, we came out and said, hey, if, if a guy ever takes you out on a date and doesn't treat you with as much respect as I did tonight, he doesn't deserve you. That was cool. And uh, I, I think that that's kind of a good way to look at dating. I like that. Here's another, here's another dating tip or a myth. I don't know what we're calling this. But uh, tips and myths of dating. <laughs> there we go. I wow. like that. I might have found the, uh, that. That might be it. We might have just struck gold. That might be it. Uh, Okay, uh, girls do not run my life like my parents do. (laughs) Or boys do not run my life like my parents do. This is a big. This is a. This is a big problem, Pastor Aaron. Yes, it is. Where you start dating somebody, and all of a sudden that person just runs your life. Oh yeah, you have. You have. No more control of what you do or even say. Yeah. Or who you hang out with. Yep. Oh, <laughs> and I've seen this so many times. When I was in high school, we, we had a group of friends. We'd be hanging out. And all of a sudden, somebody started dating a new girl. And all of a sudden, they, they, they weren't showing up. To, well, she wasn't going to let them. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was literally, we'd be like, hey, dude, where were you? Where were you on Friday night? Oh, well, you know, Sally Mae didn't want me to hang out. With, uh-huh. were, were you guys on a date? No. 
Well, wh- why weren't you hanging out with us? She just didn't want me to. She doesn't want him having fun with anybody but her because, mm-hmm. or he, be, or he doesn't want her having any fun with anybody but him because they're insecure. Yeah, they're unstable. They're full of fear, and they're in, and it comes out in controlling. Yep, it comes out as controlling. Mm, man, that's so good. They're that... insecure. They're unstable, and they're fearful. That doesn't sound like anybody you want to date. No, mm, man, that that's a great point right there. It's thank you very much. That's good. That's gold. But it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. And I think it happens because um, you're a little bit, you're insecure dating somebody who's insecure. So yeah. you're kind of like, just boss me around. Tell me what to do. I'm insecure too. But everybody else is just like, oh, goodness, just stop. Yeah. Uh, another, here's another tip or a myth you tell me. Uh, oh, this is just for the boys though. Okay. Girls do not have to submit to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, I just heard, I just listened to a whole podcast, not our podcast, a different podcast where they were talking about... You you don't listen to other people's podcasts? I do. Okay. Don't Don't shame me over here. (laughs) I know you listen to other podcasts. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. (laughs) And they they were doing a whole podcast about submission and what that looks like. And I'm just going to say this. Uh, and you can, you can unpack this more with whatever you want to say, Pastor. Like, I just got one thing to say about it. it. Both Peter and Paul told husbands and men to love their wives like Jesus loved the church. How did Jesus love the church? Well, with his 12 apostles, his closest friends, he got down and he washed their gross, dirty, disgusting feet. Mm. And then he went and hung on a cross and bled for the church. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you care about people and love people like that? Yeah. That's not, <laughs> I mean, in order to love my wife, let Christ love the church, I've got to lay down my life. Yeah. I have to, I have to lay down my life. And so when you're dating, if you're the guy, and again, this, for the guys, if you're the guy, you don't just control everything. No. And you're no. like, okay, this is what we're like, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the girls do not have to submit to me. You know, I mean, I, I even I think about with my wife. I've never once had a conversation with her about how she must submit to me. Yeah, neither have I. That's just weird. That is weird. If if she doesn't love me and like me and respect me, then then, then, you, I, be, then you being like, hey, you must submit to me. That's not going to help anything. I probably wouldn't have married her. <laughs> right. I exactly. Have, I wouldn't have stuck with her if she just would have been constantly disrespecting me and, and not loving me. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, there you go. It's not really that difficult. If 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 you're in a relationship with somebody, and the guy is constantly reminding the girl who's in charge, guess what? The guy's not in charge. The guy's not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going over to my friend's house. We were in uh, middle school, and okay. he had a stepfather. His real father was not really in the picture at all. Okay. But he had a stepfather, and he had a contentious relationship with his stepfather. Okay. And I remember constantly when I was over there, his stepfather was constantly saying, I'm in charge here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm in charge. Okay. Yeah. I'm in charge here. Yeah. And that was that was always his thing of like telling Michael what to do. And yeah. Michael being like, you know, right. I'm in charge here. You will listen to me. 
Right. And I just remember, I remember like going home one day, just like walking home. And I was like, my dad's never said that to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because we knew who was in charge. Right. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't have to say. Oh, no. If you have to say who's in charge. And, and that was the thing. Is that guy, <laughs> that guy was not in charge. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you know, who, the, who ran that house was the mother and Michael. Yeah. Not the stepdad. Mm. Mm. He wanted to be in charge. He 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 thought if he spoke it into existence enough, it would happen. But it wasn't happening for this guy. <laughs> it wasn't happening. Nah, it wasn't happening for nobody. Let's see here. I got a few more, but we're running out of time. You know what? One more. All right. What do you got? One more. Let me pick out one I really like here. Ooh. Okay. Last one. The opposite sex are not objects that I get to treat like junk. Mm. That's a really good one and a really important one mm-hmm. because really because of the culture that we live in. Yes. Objectifies the opposite sex. Yes. They're objects, and, you yeah. know. I was I was listening to the radio the other day, which I normally don't actually listen to the radio anymore. I normally listen to, you know, Spotify or a podcast. But I was driving and I couldn't get phone service, so I turned on a radio station. There you go. And it just happened to be that the station I flipped on was a, a country station because that was what I could get on the radio. And I swear every song or every other song had some part of it where it was, whether it was a guy singing it or a girl singing it, it was just objectifying the opposite sex. And and that that's our culture. Yes. It's so normal <laughs> in our yes. culture. yes. That it's something that we've almost just become home blind to. Yes. And it is terrible. Yeah. And we, we need to fight that, especially if – well, not – especially nothing. Like you just need to fight it, period. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I feel like with these tips and these myths of dating, I just feel like uh, we wanted to help. We wanted to extend some some tips, some myths in, in order to just help some people out there. And I would even just say this. I think that this could help marriage relationships too, of just kind of mm-hmm. getting back to the basics. Yeah, it's good. And, and these are really the basics. But if, and if you can't start with these, with these things, yeah. it, it, it tends not to go well as the days go on. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What you put in the ground, something's going to grow. Something's going to grow. If you don't put some of this good stuff in the ground, you're not going to get the good fruit. You're not going to get the good relationship. Absolutely. It's been great to be with you today, audience. This was... Uh, a warm, steamy bowl of podcast. Pastor Aaron, send us off with just one last sentence of a dating tip or a myth. Send us off with something. Don't be an idiot. Best advice <laughs> I've ever heard. All right, potties, we'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.